The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Once had a story with a woman, I haven't spoken to her in ages. Punk today happened to call her up. Today she's in Almana. And she said, why are you calling me? I said, I was thinking about you. Wow. I said, how are you doing? How are your children doing? That was Mechazek. Now, when she got married, she got married late, not early. Her husband was a little older. I would say in their young 30s. And she couldn't have kids. She tried year after year after year. Maybe after about, and I told her not to worry, I'm sure you're going to have kids. I'm sure you're going to have kids. But she didn't. And every month she was trying to machazak herself that the next month I'm going to have kids. And she didn't. And when she didn't, she went a little berserk. And she would call me and bless me in a different language. You told me you're a liar. You're a faker. I said, I never told you that I'm going to give you the kids. I said, I'm going to give you the kids. But she was very, very ticked off. And every time she would call me, I would clear, should I pick the phone up? I know what's coming. And I said to myself, maybe it's good news. But it wasn't. Now husband told me that I appreciate you pick up the phone. Because otherwise, I'm the brunt of all her expressions. Now I appreciate you share it with me. I said, maybe you should put something in her coffee in the morning to get it to relax a little bit. But I was enemy number one until a couple of weeks later. I said, you know, this time it's going to work. And then 10 years went by. No kids. And the husband decided, you know what, I'm going to be practical. He told his wife, Let's get real. We're not going to have kids. She called me up. She was furious that her husband gave up. I said, 10 years? There's a basis for that. And I looked. I said, do you think we should give up? I said, if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't give up. And then, one day, they received a call. A Hasidic Rebbe was coming to town with his entourage and they needed a place to camp out for a week. And the conditions were they preferred if you moved out of the house. But if you wanted to stay, you could stay. But they cash your entire house. They bring their own pots and their own pants. And you have no permission in your own home 
to cook anything in the kitchen. Can't even cook water. You want water? You say, I'd like water, and we'll serve you hand and foot. The whole entourage came with a whole bunch of people. The kid, sir, she called me up, and I said, you know, this might be the, the time. This might be the call from Hashem that I'm ready to... And I told her about this chazal. She said, okay. They came, they brought their own dishes, own cups. They, and they used paper, they used nice stuff. They came, mamish. They made that house kosher Pesach total. As if it was Trave Gomer beforehand. And the lady was very bemused by the going on. She never saw Hasidim. She never saw them up close. Their behavior. She calls me and says, these people don't sleep. They're up all night. People are coming and going and banging the doors. Not banging the doors. I said, listen, you just watch. Take some melatonin. Get some ear things for your ears. You rest. It's going to be a few days. Just one week. Well, one day, the third day that they were there, but here we have Ashlishi. <laughs> and she woke up very early. She told me, she doesn't think they went to sleep before 4 o'clock. So she figured at 5 it was safe to go down to the kitchen and make herself some water to make a cup of coffee. And then she put up the water and it started to whistle. That's what... Ernst Chinese too. And as soon as it started to whistle, she said, every door in the house opened up, and Hasidim wear white tachrichim for pajamas. And they, every night, prepare to do tshuva before they leave this world. And they came running out, all these white ghosts, she tells me, <laughs> scream, what do you want? What are you doing? What are you doing? So I'm just making a cup of water. No, no, uh, sit down and make the order for you. She said to them, that's it, you got to leave. I told her, that's a little rash. Why are you dropping the ball? They have to move out that day. She can't tolerate it. That's it. I try to tell nicely that, you know, you may, you may want to think that over because it may be a big mistake that you do. Could you imagine what would have happened? I told her. If Sari Menu would have come out and started screaming at these three guests of Avram, can't you see my husband is bleeding? Will you please get out of here, you guys? You know what I mean? Go find somewhere else. Avram would have said, oh no, I begged him to come. I don't care. You're not taking care of yourself. That's what a wife does. She takes care of her husband. No. They would have gotten kicked down and then the brachas would have evaporated. But I told them to think about it. No can do. So she let him loose. I don't know why, but the next year they called her back again. And they said to her, would you like to host us for an entire week this time? And she called me again. I said, Hashem loves you. And he's giving you a second chance. I said, you're very lucky you're getting a second chance. And 
she accepted it. And this time she was able to handle it for an entire week. And I told her to ask the Hasidim for a bracha, that this year should be the year for you. And we're talking in year 15 from her marriage. We knew the problem, that medic, medicine recognized what the problem was, why she couldn't have kids. It wasn't just time that she didn't hit the, hit, hit the, 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 the relay number yet. There was a Siba. And that year, she had her first job. I told her, you walked in the footsteps of Sari Menu, and you were to produce a child. I went to see her in the hospital. Her husband asked me if I could come to the hospital, give her an idea for a name for the child. She said, do you think I could dream of another one? I said, of course. What's the Shaila? Hashem gave you one. For him, it's not bad to give you two. I hope you was eichet to it. And she proceeded to have a, a second child. And her life then became worth living. On the other hand, I'll tell you a story about a lady who made me crazy that she wanted a child. She wanted me to promise her she's having another child. I said, I can't. She said, oh, you promised everybody else. I said, I never promised anybody. I never heard of anybody that promised anybody. I said, it's Hashem. If Hashem wants you to have a child. Now, this lady had children already. It wasn't like she didn't have children. She had children. And I told her, this story about this other lady. And I said, you'll know if you're going to have a child if somebody calls you to invite them into your home under not an easy circumstance. Then you'll know the others. Davenport. But the problem was that she was in the maxim of Sari Menu. She was already post being able to have kids. Her body already was pissed. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, Hashem did it for Sari Menu. You can do it for anybody, right? The kids are. One day she gets a call. Now this lady was a picky lady. Her house was very clean and very orderly. And she didn't tolerate messes. Or... So somebody was sick, they had to be in the hospital, a relative that had to come to stay, stay with, her, with her, and they called her up, could they come? She said, Okay. And they arrived with a young child. Young children don't sit locked up in their high chairs all day long. But this kid was starting to do what kids do. They explore a little. She got very upset. 
And she said, you got to go in your room. It's a very small room. You got to go in your room. You got to stay there locked in. You can't come out. You're lucky I'm giving you a place. And then the kid came out in spite of that. And it became too much pressure for the lady. And she gave him the boot. Told that it was a bad mistake. It was a very bad mistake. Then she was Megala to me. She revealed to me an interesting piece of info. She said, when I decided to be Makabal, to do under duress, it was a few months before she had the opportunity, my body turned into a young body again. And I became regular. I said, oh boy. Oh boy, was that painful. I said, you saw a nest that Hashem gave you such a chest. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.